and welcome back to another episode of the ins and outs authentic to the core we will only ever work with sponsors that we know love and use and therefore we are really proud to announce this episode is sponsored by one of my absolute favorite suppliers capietra home of the most beautiful tiles from marble to stone to ceramic and of course the most gorgeous terracotta that you will have seen in so many of our projects head to capietra.com to check out their lusciousness in this very first episode back of the year we are going to be talking our New Year's resolutions and what is trending in 2024, from candy stripes to ruffles, releasing the nun and Saltburn, a movie that you should absolutely not watch with your parents like I did. And of course, what is in and what's out. Happy New Year. I've missed you. I've missed you too. How are you, pal? How was your Christmas and New Year? Um, oh, there's a question, isn't there? Uh, that good? Well, tricky, isn't it? Highs and lows. Um, no, so Christmas, obviously, tough old year. So Christmas was um, a tricky first for us, but really special to be with the little boys. And they're so, oh gosh, just seeing the wonder. It's the wonder of Christmas for, for smalls. It's just so special, isn't it? So that was very magical. And then... I whisked myself and the kiddos off to Florida for a week in the sort of sun, it wasn't very warm, with my folks, which was utter heaven. For everyone that doesn't know what you're talking about, Paul, come on, let's get a little bit deep over here, a little bit personal. Why was it a tough Christmas for you? Well, it was the, so obviously last year I went through a divorce, which was quite frankly, the most horrendous thing I think I've ever been through. Worse than childbirth. No, I jest. It awful year. Last year was horrendous and very lonely and very sad and professionally wonderful, personally agonizing, frankly. So yeah, it was the it was the first Christmas post divorce. Having been there myself, pal, the one good thing I can say about childbirth and divorce <laughs> is that both come with their rewards. One's more immediate, <laughs> but the latter does come later, I can assure you. One doesn't damage the pelvic if floor that's any quite so consolation. much. <laughs> no, we know about that. No, luckily one doesn't. But you'll have some fun with a pelvic floor following the <laughs> divorce. <laughs> Both involve that, the pelvic that floor. That I can assure you, my friend. But I'm sorry, that must have been a tough, tough one. Yeah. A tough Christmas, but it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think a lot of uh, you know marketing around Christmas is about perfect families and and happy times and I think Christmas is challenging for a lot of people so it was uh, a new path to walk but I'm very grateful to have that year behind me and 2024 is a new year it's amazing the psychology of just jumping into a new year isn't it how it can instantly change your mindset but anyway we'll get to that tell me about yours mine was absolutely lovely actually we'll go into some new year's resolutions shortly but um I had, I actually can honestly say I had such a lovely Christmas um, with the family and had my parents to stay for Christmas who are always such good fun. They love a drink Um, and they are just, we just love them and they're in their late seventies now. So time with them is, is always quite precious and the kids adore them. They adore the kids. So it was really special. And then we had my sister and her 
husband Pete and the kids over on Boxing Day, which was lovely, equally lovely. We played, um, we actually played quite a bit of, um, what's that brilliant card game? Games, uh, Cards of Humanity. Oh God, I love oh, that game. Oh my goodness. Have you ever played Cards of Humanity? I mean, it really it appeals so to my filthy humour. It's brilliant. so oh just the best thing in the world the issue the issue with playing it with my family is that we're all absolute dirtbags and therefore when you all want that really nasty card the really rotten one the really really rotten one we played that quite a lot and my mum turns out is even filthier than me we had a lovely christmas drunk too much ate too much apart from that nothing really support from christmas apart from i really fully totally and utterly switched off and i was i said it last year the lot my last you know the last episode we recorded together I was absolutely on my knees at the end mm, of last you year were. and mm. it was really the break that I needed and I fully switched off from work um, and girl. I think it's the only holiday really that anybody everybody sort of switches off and therefore you all get a break from everyone it was it was lovely it was really nice um, I completely agree there's something about oh I love that magic time of year where everyone leaves you alone I just think it's heaven. I did the exact same. I zoomed off to Florida um, straight after Christmas and to see my folks. And that was utter heaven to have help with the smalls and utter bliss to have almost 10 days with my folks who were looking after me and my babies. Um, Really special, special memories. So lovely to be away and to not read emails for 10 days. It was heaven. Now, obviously, we had a good old chat with Dr. Tara. Have you got any resolutions? Have you been manifesting? I know. Do you know, I always think I'm not going to have any New Year's resolutions. I'm quite happy with the way things are. But actually, when you take that reset over Christmas, you do start thinking of things that you can do differently. And number one for me, and I have written these down, and I have started a vision board, um, and actually Brad and I went off and did a little half day together where we actually looked at the year ahead and our goals and I think actually it's quite important I don't know if some people are like oh sod those but I'm not one for giving up drinking and that sort of thing that's just silly um <laughs> that would just be that would just be daft but I do think my number one resolution for this year and actually I have actually written these down is is self-care it's just saying no to things I'm really bad at just saying yes to everything and then I get myself in trouble because I overbook myself and then I end up feeling terrible because I have to cancel things. And I, I, I overrun on everything, meetings, everything. And I've got to start saying no. Mm. I've bought myself a paper diary for the first time ever. Everything I usually do electronically on, on calendar on my laptop. But I've started writing now what I'm doing for the week ahead and actually planning it. Because I figure if I put it in black and white in a, in a diary... I can't change it so easily and I can very mm. easily see that I can't actually do that other thing that I'm hoping to squeeze into that day with a thousand other things. Mm. So that's worked for me so far. It's been one day back and I think it's working. <laughs> I love it. Anything yeah. else? So that's, and uh, what other, oh, well, there's a, there's a trend. I don't like trends. We don't like trends. We're going to talk about trends shortly, aren't we, Paul? We are. But there is a trend that's flying around that I've seen, which I actually quite like, which was, you write what's in and out, and I know we're, we're the ins and outs, and we call this the ins and outs, and I don't know if you've seen this, but it's called the ins and outs trend, where you write the however many things that you think are in for your year ahead, and then the same amount of things that are out. Do you think that we inspired that? Oh my God, maybe we did. 
Maybe we're that big time. We are that, we, that influential. We started that, that worldwide social media trend. That's us. Thank you, everyone out there for listening. That's amazing of you guys. <laughs> so, here's, so here's some of mine. Tell me. So my ins. Yes. Saying no, thank you. Yes. Saying no, thank you. I, I love that I put thank you because I'm so polite. Instead of saying no, saying no, thank you. Nice. Self-care, spending my evenings reading, book oh. writing, because that's on my top of my agenda, daily stretches, because I am 80, uh, small walks every day, a capsule wardrobe. Yes. Forgiveness, gratitude, these sort of things. Anyway, out. What's out? Time wasting, scrolling, evenings mm. watching TV, crap <gasps> TV actually I've written, too tight clothing, that can be out. Uh, imposter syndrome, see ya. Uh, people with bad energy, see ya. Yep. And then Excel spreadsheets. So hold on, hold on. Let me just, you've just cantered through those. You've cantered through those outs. And I that, is, that is fertile Galloped. soil, my friend, to 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 till, to oh, plough. Thank you. To, I, don't, I don't know the analogy. Yep. Let's dive deeper into so, those because I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm most intrigued and no. also most triggered by you removing watching television in the evenings because what else do you do I would get it this is on genuinely my new my my new thing I'm going to start doing mm. is that 9 p.m I'm going to start taking myself to bed okay I'm going to do this I'm going to take my herbal tea and I'm going to get in bed don't call me lame out there people you're not lame um I'm going to get into bed mm-hmm. and I'm going to start I'm going to start reading more books because I get into this habit of just sitting on the sofa with my laptop and working whilst watching shit tv and it's just not conducive to a healthy mind or indeed good sleep and so I'm going to start reading before bed um but also what this means in turn is I'm going to start getting up earlier so I'm going to try and start sleeping at 10 and then I'm going to start getting up at six um getting up at six for me is like the most alien habit it's I hate it if it's dark outside and my alarm goes off I'm like that's the challenge isn't it it's the darkness I can get up at six if it's light but if it's dark I'm like a hibernating bear no I know it's really hard Mm. but then I figure if you've had a really good night's sleep then you don't feel quite so icky about getting out of bed at six because you know you've had your good eight hours yes and then I want to get up do my stretching my pilates walk around the block whatever it is just a bit of me time before the kids then wake up and you know, all hell breaks loose. I love this. Also, can we just hop into um, too tight clothing? I, to be honest, it's it's jeans. Like it's when you get those jeans that re- cut up your nun and they and they <clears throat> just and you can see the button almost p- pulling at the top where it pulls the denim. So you just and it, and you just keep convincing yourself they're good, they're good, they're they're fine, they're fine, they're fine. I'm just going to suck in a little bit. I'm fed up with sucking in. We shouldn't have to suck in when we're sitting down. No, I just free the let nun. It go. You know, when you just keep squeezing yourself in. <laughs> Free the free that little tight nun. Hashtag free the nun. I, I speak for myself. Free the nun. Yeah, I think just just get rid. I'm I'm a real sort of like I've had a real good cleanse this Christmas. I I chucked out like those cables. You know when you've got drawers of cables, oh, like fifteen of the same thing. The drawer of crap. And you think you must hold on to them just in case they might be needed one day. Eighteen years down the line, you don't. Yes. Um. So I had a massive clean out, and I did the same with clothes. And tight clothing was one of them. And actually, I just think loose clothing these days is kind of a bit trendier. It is. You know, like bigger jumpers, bigger t-shirts. You know, it's all about the sort of high-waisted, wider mum trousers and things. You know, we don't need to be squeezing ourselves into these little itty bitty things anymore. I mean, for God's sake, I'm forty-one years old. You look spectacular. You could come, wear, come you could summer, wear a, a bin bag and you would be glorious. But you know, darling, stop it. Um, oh, darling, stop it. Well, if it's an oversized bin bag, then yes. 
and you but would if it's rock a it. skinny bin bag then it's out absolutely not if it's outlet. tight on the nun it's gone no bin bags on the nun so <laughs> what else is out out is um is imposter syndrome mm. now it's it's going it's very nearly gone i think it's nearly gone my imposter syndrome and like i said in i think the very first episode we ever spoke about this was when you have your own business and it takes a while to build up confidence in everything that you're doing and in your abilities. But I think we all hold a little bit of imposter syndrome and I think it takes work. And I think it's that inner voice telling you sometimes someone's better or that's better or they can do better. And, and that's the thing I'm going to work so hard at getting rid of because there's so much, I think we waste so much time on sort of putting negative fears in our brains, in our heads every day. And I think it comes down to that, just giving yourself, you know, speaking to yourself nicely, breaking down that imposter syndrome. That's a big one for me this year. Um, have you got imposter syndrome, Paul? Like, much like you, I feel it diminish. And every year I work with the studio and work with um, people newer to the industry, I realise quite how much I know, which is quite a really lovely feeling, actually, isn't it? Yeah. When you when you uh, have faith in your own it, I abilities. think it goes with experience, definitely. Yeah, um, definitely goes with experience. And I do think, what's that expression? Uh, what is it? It's um, something is the thief of joy. What is it? Comparison. Comparison, comparison is mm. the thief of joy. And I think usually comparison is where imposter syndrome can creep in because you're looking too hard at what everyone else is doing. And I always say, don't look at what everyone else is doing because that's when you start to doubt your own abilities. And it's so true. And I think that's sometimes why it's absolutely essential why we take breaks from social media and we have proper social media detoxes because mm -hmm. that is the only way that you can properly compare yourself to everyone else in the world, what they're doing. And everything you see on social media is just a, it's a smoke screen. I heard a really good um, saying actually from Mel Robbins. I love Mel Robbins. If you, if you don't follow her, you should be incredibly po positive woman. And um, she says you should be comparing yourself to yourself. You should be I looking agree. at yourself from yeah. a year ago and seeing if you feel better or worse. Are you are you kind of happy with totally. who you are for yourself as opposed to to anyone else? I just thought actually that's a very good point. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think it's also about I, I think and I actually one of my outs is people with bad energy and I don't tend to surround myself with many of those people. But I think, you know, when you're looking at something or when you're with someone and they're making you feel it's making you feel a bit icky or mm. it's making you feel a bit bad about yourself. It, just stop looking at it. Don't be friends with them anymore. Move, move on from that because that, that's that tends to be because they're not on the same energy vibe as you and you just need to let it go. Have you heard about the sort of radiators and drains theory? Uh, oh, no. Well, I'm sure I know. Yes. Tell me. That tell me. people either make you feel warm like a radiator or empty like a drain. And so you should seek to surround yourself with radiators. Pal, if that's the truth, then you are a sauna to me. Oh, you stop it. You're the Sahara <laughs> Desert. You are hate. You are the oh sun God, itself. Stop this. Oh, I want to burn next to you. <laughs> that's, but, you do, but isn't this the truth? When you surround yourself with really good, positive people, you feel great. You know, you've got those friends that you, you hang out with and they just, you come away and you're just beaming you're like a sunbeam. And then you come away from other friends, you're like, why do I feel a bit sketchy? Why do I feel a little bit like down? And then you just question, you know what? Maybe that's just not really the right friend for me. Do you know what, pal? If there's one thing I've learned last year, painful lesson to learn, 
you quickly learn who your friends are when you go through a, any sort of loss. And I don't have a lot of drains left because the radiators run to you at a time of torment and the drains leave you alone and use comments such as we thought it was better just to leave you alone or we didn't know what to say. So I think it I think it's um, there are lots of different ways to feel energy, isn't there? And I think it was a valuable lesson in sort of absolutely uh, who to keep close. So I you know I'm what you'll you be there. amazed a, a, a divorce. Yeah, a divorce is a great way to have your drains, a great time to have your drains cleared out, actually. Yeah, get, get the old flush. Yeah, give it a flush. When I went through a divorce, it's actually when you're getting a divorce, when you're, getting, when you're going through a divorce, you don't actually think you want those friends out of your life, but you very quickly realise afterwards that they're, they're not friends because of the way they behave when you actually get divorced, which is really sad. And at the time, it's really upsetting because you think these people are your friends and then they turn out not to be. But you'd be interested to see how in life as it goes on and then you move into your next life, how people do, they can come back and then they can move away and they can. And that's just friendships in general, isn't it? Well, it's like what Dr. Tara said, actually, which I think is really interesting, which is that you bond with people at a similar place to you emotionally, energetically, life stage, um, didn't she? So it's a it's a really interesting one to see. Yes, I think just more positivity is um, is a great it's a great goal for the next year and it's um yeah I mean divorce as much as anything people don't like to go near it it's like they think it's catching so what I want to know is on national divorce day does one have a party we should I think when you're going when you're going through divorce it's the most horrific heartbreaking you feel like a failure and you feel Mm. like you've let everyone in your life down especially your family and you feel like yeah you feel pretty rotten. I fully know where, you, where you, you've been over the last, you know, year. But I do think when you've sort of come out the other side and you find yourself again, like Dr. Tara said, and she talked us through all that, that period of... Liminality, wasn't it? That's it. Love that word. Um, you almost like shed the sort of outer layer of your onion, don't you? And then you just are this, like, you feel new again. You feel like you find yourself and you don't have to prove yourself to anyone. You I think, am the inside of an onion. I am now and... I said, you are my friend, a beautiful, <laughs> fresh onion. It'll make you cry. Um, so, yeah. shall I tell you my resolutions? Tell me, pal. I've really harped on about mine. I want to hear yours. Well, first of all, much like you, I despise resolutions, um, largely because I always fail at them uh, all the time. Um, so I have done my vision board. Thank you, Dr. Tara. It's up. So when I wake up, I look at it okay. every day. And it's got, it's kind of split between work and work and play. <clears throat> and um, the work ones, I, I shan't bore you with. But the, the life ones, so in light of the, is it called an anus horribilis? A horrible year. Is that like a horrible anus? Yeah, it's just like a horrible anus. I mean, it was that horrible. <laughs> Those Greek, they were funny, weren't they? It was a they? year of horribleness. So... In light of said misery and loneliness and crap, this year is the year of fun. Here are the things that I'm doing. Here are my positive steps. I want to sort out the old face, the old fizzog. So it's a big year for collagen. What do you need to sort out about your face? Well, I'm just, I feel like a haggard old crone and I want to look dewy and fresh. I mean, people say, God, you look so energised. So I'm bringing in the collagen. I'm going to just really 
be devout about that and vitamins and um, just looking after my skin because I don't think I've done that. Full disclosure, I don't wash my face every night. What of it? I know. <gasps> what would Kate Moss Absolute say? Absolute filth bag. I am don't also know. going to try and do something which is so deeply unpleasant, but I need to do it because I don't want to, you know, perimenopausal. I want I want to be strong and healthy. I've, I've bought a treadmill mm. and I'm going to try and run 5K. Like try and make 5K like a thing I can do That's without brilliant. it being a big deal. And I despise exercise more than life itself because of last year, self-care plummeted. So it's, it's, the, mm. it's the year of fun and health. So I'm going to run, wish me luck. I'm going to do couch to 5K to start with. And then I'm going to sort out my skin with a load of collagen. And then I'm going to travel loads. So I've booked trips. Oh. Um, I'm going to some really fun places and it's just going to be... I just travel brings me such joy. It's amazing. Just that week away in Florida with my family has completely like reset me and I'm ready to go. I'm so much more motivated with work and with life and hell, I even want to exercise now. So something's changed. So I think, and it's an amazing way to gain inspiration for work as well. Yeah. Good. Pal, I'm really pleased to hear it. I, I would just like to just add in there that your face is beautiful. And you do not need to change it for anyone. Do it for you, of course, but your face is wonderful just as it is. Moving on to the next sort of part of our podcast, um, we've sort of delved into the ins and outs now, haven't we? What's in and out in the terms of resolutions. Um, But why don't we talk about um, probably one of the next hot topics is trends. Something I know you love, Polly. Yeah, I'm really interested to talk to you about this, actually, my friend, Um, because I've noticed a lot of these um, social media posts about what's in and what's out this year. And I've got to say, my initial reaction is it leaves me quite cold. I don't actually like trends in design because that ends up with um, outdated design. So that makes me feel a bit funny. But I am curious to know what your trend forecast is for 2024, regardless. I... Fully agree with you. Oh, One, do you? Wholeheartedly. Ah. Uh, I do, because I always, one of the things I am most proud of in our designs is that I like to think that we are fairly timeless, that our designs are quite timeless. Yes. So I don't tend to follow trends. However, I think naturally we are drawn to certain things. For instance, we've spoke about a lot last year, the colour brown. Mm. That essentially is a trend. Whether you like to think it's a trend or not and you might think oh my god I'm doing something so new over here it's probably a bit different with gardens but it's certainly something in interiors that happens a bit like fashion where just naturally we start becoming drawn to things and it's usually because it is a trend somebody puts it out there we see it more somebody picks it up somebody else does it and then slowly but surely it's everywhere you see yeah it's almost like hopping on a trend it's there are trends that are like you know hanging glass chairs and um feature walls um and then I think there are trends that are slightly more subtle and timeless so I think you can have timeless trends so let's hear it what else is going to be full trends for the interiors then we've got brown we know this what else well let me tell you let me tell you one interestingly that Mm. is so this is where I say that trends can come along and you don't necessarily have to pick up on them but people will pick up on them and you will then see more of it and funnily enough something which I thought I would probably never use again in any of my designs is chrome yeah that's what I was gonna ask you about that chrome 
It's much like yeah, silver jewellery, isn't is it? Amazing. Silver jewellery is becoming very popular again. And I wondered whether that was what was informing that. Well, it's retro futuristic. Oh, hello. So it's seeing chrome softened and curved into fluid organic shapes. So you'll start to see it come in in side tables and vases and things that can be organic and small. And actually, if they're again, it's like anything. If it's done well, it it's it's brilliant. But it's just it's amazing how these trends sort of come and go. But ruffles, ruffles is another one, which I know at the moment you're seeing a lot of these beautiful striped ruffled cushions around. They're everywhere, That's aren't they? Apparently, a big trend for 2024. Curtains. So you'll see again. It, it's again when we say trends for 2024, we've already been using them because as designers, we tend to pick up on trends early and then they get sort of go out to you know mass mass market. Yes. Then you start seeing everybody doing it. So although you'll see it in a lot of designers' work, you'll then people then pick it up in and then start doing it in their own homes. For instance, cafe curtains was huge for us last year. The whole of last year we were doing it, and then you'll now see everybody doing it this year, two thousand twenty-four. Everybody, everybody will be doing these little short cafe curtains, little cafe curtain, little curtains under sinks, curtains as dividers in rooms. That's quite a big one. What else? Window seats, candy canes, candy cane stripes. I mean, that's that's huge again. That ties in really nicely with the ruffles which people have seen a lot of in so that's quite maximalist then isn't it I wouldn't say that that was sort of natural and minimalistic it is it's sort of it's almost like everything's going a little bit mildly 70s vibes slightly 70s like fluted wall paneling is making a comeback what's fluted wall paneling fluted means that it's strips of wall strips of paneling very thin strips Right. So it's sort of a... It's oh, a bit, like, again, it's like a sort 70s. of... Um, can you roll your fingers up yeah. and down it? Like, yeah, exactly like that. Yeah. Oh, colour. So yeah, colour's making a... Colour's colour making a comeback. Just colour. Lacquer. Colour. Fun. I think there's a bit of fun coming back into interiors. That's so nice. those are a few interior design trends to look out for, my friends. You know that I can be a bit of a, a trend magpie when it comes to interiors. And I'm sure many of our listeners can too. How best to play it when you see that gorgeous gingham ruffly cushion or you suddenly realise you want a very bold candy striped sofa? Like, How can you incorporate trends that we all fall in love with without doing something you're going to regret in a few years time? I think like, I like anything. I think it's doing it tastefully and don't rush into it I think sit with it make sure it's something you want to do plan it before buying it I mean big purchases such as sofas or curtains those obviously are much more expensive purchase whereas if you're talking about wanting to bring that style into your or that you know that trend into your home then something like cushions is a brilliant way of doing so um it's inaffordable you can change it up um side tables I mean you you can yeah, you can layer. So I think the small things like layering rugs, cushions, small side tables, lamps is a great way of bringing in a trend without, you know, going over the top. So do it more um, with your accessories rather yeah. than like your big purchases. I would say more accessories. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but unless you absolutely love it and, and you like that sort of maximalist look and you think, do you know what? I want to go candy stripe sofa. Um, then go for it. Just Just know that it might have it might have a place for a while mm. and then perhaps in five years you might think oh might go the way of the yeah. navy sofa but yeah but then there are certain things like 
I mean, Zelig tiles have been around for a long time now, and they're still seeing a trend into 2024. I was thinking they're that quite timeless. Too. It depends how mm. you lay them. Oh, interesting. Very timeless. It depends on the color. Yeah, the color, the position. I mean, you can get Zelig tiles come in every sort of style, format, color, um, and it's there. It's very much depends on the color that you're selecting. So if you're going with sort of a broad neutral off whites, then of course they're going to be extremely timeless if you're going with that sort of putty orange or brown the likelihood is they might have a bit of a shelf life but it depends mm. what you're doing with them to make them feel timeless so are you adding sanitary wear that's bright chrome for instance that's of the time now or are you going to go with something that's an antique brass that's traditional that will stand the test of time yeah so it's it's just kind of being considerate about how you put it all how you put it all together um and just just I always say don't rush into things if you're not 100% just sleep on it and then have another look at it and also work out what it, if it's going to go with everything in your space as well I think what's happening in funny enough last year and it, and the year before the this sort of very muted neutral style across the board was has been in for quite a while that I, I think will always be here to stay because I think people like living with that. But I think when you look at trends, they tend to be things that stand out, that have an impact. It also depends. You can, you, for instance, Rattan is now seeing, a, you know, a bit of a um, an awakening. And I think it's how it's how it's used and in what format. So I think design's looking a bit more glamorous this year. It's looking a bit more fun. You've got organic shapes. You've got things that are slightly more modular you've got organic shaped side tables and lamps and lacquer and a bit more color and stripes you can imagine it feels all a bit more fun and a bit more playful are there trends for 24 in the garden I mean if there are trends then I will try and avoid them only because I think I think there are definitely movements in the garden and I'll dive into that and what those movements are but trends in terms of materiality I try and avoid like a barge pole because they much like you've said they date so quickly and then we're called in to these gardens which were designed 15 years ago usually interestingly emerald Fennell, the director mm. was talking about how it's usually the rule of thumb is something starts to make you cringe about 15 years later and that's why she set saltburn when she did um great movie you should watch it Love that. but uh i hope i'm not misquoting it's her freaking there. creepy is what it's it such is such a good film I saltburn is so it. creepy did you? I loved the bit at the end. I won't ruin it for anyone no, who hasn't it, seen but it, but it. the end scene is absolutely, absolutely brilliant. How it. good's the last scene? Just, brilliant. I, I just Freaking such weird. A good film. Don't what watch a... it with your mum and dad. That's what I did. No. Oh my God. <laughs> Jojo. No, I, I, I did. I would have cringed my, my way through that with the parents. My mum was like, what's, uh, what's he doing there? What, why is he doing that? What's he doing in the bath? What's he doing exactly? I was like, oh God. I was like, please don't make me explain what he's doing. Don't anyway, anyway, back back to the trends. She was like, what's um, he up to? 15, yeah, so 15 years. So I think it's quite that classic thing. It's like when you go into gardens now and they've got that uh, water feature with the tongue that I go on about and lots of white render. It's it's the things that you saw early to mid 2000s. Mm. So trends leave me very cold and, and much like you, Jojo, I like to think that our designs are more classic than that. That said, there are uh, movements, not so much in terms of materiality, in terms of trends, but movements. One that our industry talks about a lot, and I am going to say something quite scary right now because it won't be popular. Our industry talks a lot about how there's an increasing trend for sustainability and eco-friendly design 
I would love to think that this was a trend. And I believe it absolutely is within the industry. And it's our number one priority in the studio and across the industry is championing sustainable design, promoting environments which are more wildlife friendly, more drought tolerant and just kinder on the planet. That is 100% our priority within the industry and that is undisputable. That is a trend within the industry. Do I think that that has trickled out into the general public? Yes and no. I We certainly work with some wonderful clients who really care about that. But equally, I see plenty of stuff in the media or renovations, etc. where that's not really people's priority. So my hope is, and I'm sure the hope of the entire industry, is that more sustainable design is something which becomes not only a trend, but a fact of life, but it needs more buy-in. Mm. So, and obviously, I fully endorse that. I hope that does become a trend. Also... I mean, is this a trend? Something that I'm noticing that clients are asking more, more and more is covered outdoor spaces. It's the biggest head scratcher for us to design, but people want to be able to be in their garden, but not rained on. And so that's some sort of covered pergola. Basically, the in, there isn't that much out there yet, which ticks that box and solves that problem. But I definitely notice it's something that people want. So I guess you would say the trend was a desire to spend more time in your garden throughout the year as opposed to just in the summer. Um, I don't think that's new for 2024. I think 2023 was big for that too. But just that how a garden is used, being able to use it like a living room year round is definitely a big trend. And then um, I do think the Pantone colour of the year will inform some some planting schemes as well. We've already had some people asking about it. Those sort of fuzzy apricots uh, moving away from just purple and green, which obviously I love. It's a very classic colour scheme that a lot of people love. But I think actually moving more towards um, candy colours. So that really electric pink mm-hmm. and um, apricots very buttery soft yellows not that acrid yellow that offends a lot of people I think they will be moved to sort of brighter more varied planting schemes and then finally one which has been bubbling along for a year or two now is uh, drought tolerant planting although it's been a really interesting year for that because the summer was very wet it wasn't a boiling hot summer and so all of the talk about drought tolerant planting from 18 months ago when it was a boiling hot summer and everyone thought quick we need to plant everything drought tolerant the irony is now we've had an unspeakably wet six months year and so suddenly we it's not just drought tolerant it's actually summer drought tolerant but also it needs to withstand so it's more about really resilient planting rather than drought tolerant so those are the the things I'm noticing when you say candy colors what do you mean are you is it, what's a sort of good way to use them and how you shouldn't use them? So I think what's really fun about this is, um, and I've banged on about this loads, there are so many opportunities to have different schemes in your garden. And rather than thinking, right, I want the whole thing to be pink and white or green and white, whatever. If you look at it more as an opportunity to be playful in different seasons, then you can have a lot more fun with your plants and you can bring in different combinations. Um, so you can still have your your purples and whites if you wanted to in May, for example. But you could bring in different plants at different times, which are going to add different contrasts. So one of my favourite things to do, and you saw it at Chelsea in 2022, is to use quite a lot of purple, but then bring in a zingy apricot 
we used Iris Wondrous, which is still one of my favourite, a bearded iris in a sort of fizzy, peachy apricot. It's And it's got this little orange centre. I love it. And instantly that counterpoint makes the purple so much more interesting. And you can use, there's a, a thistle I love called Circium rivulari, which is kind of this deep, deep, electric, magenta pink. And again, it's quite a bold colour, but it's tiny. It's only, the, the colour head is only, I don't know, the size of a pound coin. So it's these little zingy pops, which when you bring in, elevate an entire scheme. So it's a great opportunity to bring in some brighter brighter colours into what, you you could do this even if you've already got a, you know, a, a planting plan you're happy with in your garden. You could just bring in those little colour pops, much like in interiors, you know, bringing in different cushions or lampshades whatever it just instantly boom can 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 transform your entire scheme really quite simply and I think also just add a little bit of freshness so Jojo we've obviously dived quite deep into what's in and out in this episode but come on we've got to do it what's in what's out what's in for me uh it's got to be my oh the big one for me is going to be saying no thank you i just love that little thank you popped in at the end i love it what's yours paul what's in or what's out give me what's in first what's in and this is what i've got written on my mirror is this is the year of positive thinking and what's out is spread it out there bloody all of you need to get out it's a very busy month in the garden there's much to be done so join us next week because my god we got some pruning to do my friends I need to learn all about your pruning. I need to, we need hydrangea pruning, please next oh, next week. Christ. Um out for me is it's gotta be the too tight clothing. If it's too tight, get rid of it. Hashtag free the nun. Free the hashtag free the nun, spread it. So there you have it. That is what's in and what's out for twenty twenty four. And that is a wrap on another episode of the Ins and Outs. It's so good to be back. Next week, join us where we're gonna be back to answering all of your questions. Don't forget to like, review subscribe and share with your mum happy new year everyone happy new year (laughs) happy new year 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 year. 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 year.